Hey guys, welcome back to another Backbuilders exclusive episode. So if I haven't talked to you on Instagram, you know, or anything like that, you guys would know that I just did an episode about an hour ago about death and <laughs> how ironic, right? I did this entire episode on death and, and, and accepting death and my episode kills itself <laughs> after I save it. Just gone. Just gone. So... With to reduce my frustration, I'm going to answer another guy's <clears throat> another one of your common questions, which is what is a solar king? What is the the solar king? Why is my Twitter handle the solar king? So first of all, I believe that titles are important, but a title is only as important as those around you uh, to the extent as to which they acknowledge it. Uh, I honestly started attaching myself to the title Solar King after somebody called me the Solar King. And uh, I kind of like it. It's stuck a little bit. And then other people start calling me it and just reminded me as to what type of man I wanted to be. And uh, yeah, titles are important. You know, ranks, recognitions, affirmations. But I have to answer the question of what a solar king is and how you can be a solar king. So first and foremost, solar is in sun, okay? In mythology, the sun or in any type of religion has always been most attributed to hope and to light, in a lot of mythological, what do you want to call it, symbols, like for example, the uh, the solar wheel is symbolic and synonymous with life-giving. So if we can kind of, maybe I can find something on Google. Uh, let's see, how, how can I Google this? Mythological symbols of the sun maybe um common solar symbols include circles with or without rays crosses and spirals in religious iconography per, per, personifications of the sun or solar attributes are indicated by means okay a perfect the halo or a radiated crown okay and there's also tons of solar deities in various mythologies. Um, so for example, like this Wikipedia article, the sun chariot or sun god, uh, a solar deity is a sky deity who represents the sun or an aspect of it, usually by its perceived power and strength. Okay, so it's very important when we talk about solar with solar king. Okay, solar deities and sun worship can be found throughout most of recorded history in various forms. The sun is sometimes referred to by its Latin name, Sol, S-O-L, or by its Greek name, Helios. The English word sun stems from Proto-Germanic Suno. Um, but I really like how they tie sun or the sun aspect or the sun archetype with power and strength so solar is most affiliated with the positive attribute of power now we can go into the shit the shadowy form of power which is like tyrannical uh 
I guess, but there's also the solar form of power, power which is more reju. Uh, it's a rejuvenating power. It revitalizes the land. Okay, it is uh, power promoting rather than power sucking, if you want to call it that. Let's see if we can find anything here more on gods. I don't really know of any. Norse gods that are directly affiliated with the sun. I could be wrong here. Uh, but I'm looking... Okay, so the solar myth. Solar barge, sun chariot, male and female versions of the sun. Okay, I'm not really getting anywhere this. But ultimately, the definition of the solar king. Solar meaning positive power, rejuvenation, and uh, hope. Essentially, it's uh, synonymous with the white pill, okay? And then you go into the king. So in order to fully understand the king archetype, I highly suggest reading the book King Warrior Magician Lover, where Robert Gillette goes into more details about the king archetype, which uh, Robert, I think it's actually Robert Gillette. But where uh, he they actually talk about the king archetype and um, what the king archetype actually does. So I just Googled a quick article by the Art of Manliness where they talk about the king archetype. So moving forward, we already talked about what solar means and the solar king. Now we're going to talk about king. So the characteristics of the king in his fullness, he is centered Throughout history, cultures have often placed the king at the center of the universe. From him radiated all of existence. If you look at how ancient civilizations laid out their cities, we often see that the dwelling place of the king or leaders sat at the center. In addition to serving as a geological center of his realm, the ancient king also represented its spiritual center as well. He was an intermediary between heaven and earth. Through his divine powers, the king brought order to the universe by reconciling opposite forces. Myths about kings battling evil demonic creatures and establishing order in chaos. When a man is living the king archetype in his fullness, he feels that same centering power within himself. Not that he believes the world revolves around him, but rather his confidence, purpose, and well-being give him a supreme sense of balance. Even when the world around him becomes chaotic, the king remains cool, calm, and collected three seas. He acts rather than reacts. He's the rock in crisis. A man fully engaged with positive king energy is completely present as a man. Because of his position at the center of things, he can survey everything that is going on, soak it all in, and then take a broad view of things. This overarching perspective allows him to remain immovable in the face of the passing superficial. He is decisive. The king is the executive of all other archetypes as such as is charged with making decisions and such as in charge of making decisions. His ability to be decisive is rooted in two things. First, who he is and what he stands for. The king's core values are centered on firm and unchanging principles. So when crisis comes, he does not waver because he has already determined the course he will take. 
Secondly, the king seasons himself, seasons himself with decisions, with experience. His experience provide him with practical wisdom, the knowledge of how to do the right thing at the right time for the right reasons. He lives with integrity. The world, the word integrity is related to the roots of words like integrate and entire. In Spanish, it is rendered integro. Integro. I don't know how you say that in Spanish. Integro, meaning whole. Integrity thus implies a state of being complete, undivided, intact, and unbroken. Integrity is really the bond that holds a man's other virtues together. It is the mark of a man who has successfully integrated all good principles. His life is a unified whole. The king has not only integrated all other archetypes, but seeks his wholeness in other areas in his life as well. He melds broken relationships, keeps his word, acts with honesty, and takes responsibility for his actions. He is who he says he is. He doesn't have one set of principles for Sunday and one for the rest of the week. He protects his realm. Historically, one of the king's primary functions was to protect his domain. When enemy forces encroached on his territory, a king would act with wrathful aggressiveness. Even today, we took our leaders as protectors. The President of the United States is the Commander-in-Chief of the Armed Forces, charged with the responsibility of protecting our nation's security. While a man might not be a leader of a country, he certainly has his own realms he is responsible for protecting, whether that protection be physical, mental, or, emo or spiritual. And emotional if you're married with children your realm your home is a realm a place you want to make a refuge from negative influences the department you're responsible for at work is another sphere where you work to protect your employees from infighting mediocrity and layoffs and your own psyche and personal boundaries and sovereignties that you must protect and defend with zeal whatever your realms may be when you're accessing the king archetype in its fullness, you do what you have to do in order to protect him. And this often requires accessing the aggressiveness of the warrior archetype. The king provides order. Throughout history, kings have been lawgivers. The, fir the first and perhaps most famous of these kings slash lawgivers was the ancient Babylonian king. Hama, Hamarubi. I don't know how to say that name, guys. Hamarubi. <laughs> His code represents one of the history's first written sense of laws. These laws touched on all areas of life for ancient Mesopotamians, including trade, religion, and military service. Other famous kings slash lawgivers included Solomon of the ancient Athens, uh, Lysugrius, Lysigrius of the ancient Spartans and Moses. While technically not a king, Moses was a leader of the ancient Hebrews. Just as these ancient kings provide order to their respective societies, so too does a man accessing the king archetype establish order in his own life and in the lives of those around him. We see the king manifests, manifests itself 
in us when we establish rules, guidelines, and principles for others to follow. A man accessing positive king energy does not create rules just so he can reap the satisfaction of watching people obey him. Rather, his rules provide the structure that allow other people to flourish. Figuring out how to create rules that help instead of hinder people, hinder people's process require the kind and thoughtful reflection that comes with accessing the magician archetype. To completely integrate the king archetype into our lives, it isn't enough to tell others how they should live. A man must also live by those same etiquettes himself. Before we can provide for others, we must provide, become men of discipline. He creates, okay, so let me pause here for a second. All right. What we're talking about right now is the king archetype itself. It is, when I say the solar king, this is the ultimate archetype. This is the ultimate defining factor of a person who defines themselves or thinks of themselves as solar king, is this archetype. When I say solar, I mean higher power. I don't mean godlike, but rather infused with divine let's say, uh, aspirations and or abilities, thoughts, actions, okay? I'm not saying the God King. I'm saying somebody who tries to make himself in likeness of a divine being, okay? I'm like, in, uh, how do I pronounce this or how do I say this? Solar meaning somebody who takes the likeness of a God or gods and tries to adapt that power into himself. Okay. And apply that to the King archetype. You almost have a divine, like Holy King, but not in the sense of like over inflation or ego inflation. Okay. It's just the way we move through the world as a solar King. He creates and inspires creativity in others. According to more mythological Kings were often associated with fertility and creation. All right. Pausing again. That is really important when it comes to solar and solar king. Mythological kings were also associated with fertility and creation. The sun has often been also, I'm not reading here, associated with fertility and creation. Okay. All right, moving forward. Many ancient cultures believe that their king's ability to procreate determined the fate of their crops. If the king was lusty, virile, and searing numerous progeny, the harvest would be bountiful. But we don't have to father an entire football team in order to access the king's archetype. Whether we take any, whether we take part in any act of creation, whether it be writing a song, starting a business, or yes, becoming a dad, the king archetype is manifesting itself in our lives. To fully integrate the kings into the king into our lives. However, we must inspire creativity in others as well. A man who is accessing the king archetype understands that his power and influence in the world inc uh, world increases as he empowers others to live his life to fullest potential. Okay, pausing again. So one of the things that I realized brought me the most success and meaning and a positive influence with a positive reputation over myself and my sphere of influence is inspiring and motivate others to become creators, um, to 
strive for something higher than what they currently are at. That's the entire, my entire podcast literally is dedicated towards not only making myself better, but those around me better. You know, uh, that's when you know you're accessing the king's archetype properly is when you start motivating and inspiring those around you because the more success they have, the more success you have. It's a uh, something that I wish I would have practiced sooner, but practicing it now. All right, moving forward. Let me just make sure this is still recording here. All right, cool. I have to pause my episodes now because my Adobe Premiere Pro likes to uh, stop recording on me randomly. All right, so he blesses the lives of others. This is a quote here by Moore. The good king delighted in noticing and promoting good men to positions of responsibility in his kingdom. He held audience primarily not to be seen, but to see, admire, and delight in his subjects to reward them and bestow upon them his honors. That was a quote by Moore, the author of King, Warrior, Magician, Lover. Moving forward with the article. One of the functions of ancient kings was to bless those whom they led. As intermediaries between the gods and earth, the king had the power to bless his people so that they might prosper. In the Bible, we could read several accounts of the great patriarchs leaving a father's blessing of their prosperity before dying. We often associate blessing with a religious act. While a man certainly accesses the king archetype by giving a father's blessing to his children, just like Jacob and Isaac did, he can also bless those around him in other ways that aren't necessarily religious. Simply recognizing and honoring others for their achievements is a way we can bless others. As we get older, I think we take for granted the power that a kind of word can have on a young person's life. Pausing here. Okay, so my trainees, whenever I give them a compliment, which is usually a passive compliment, I don't say, oh, you're so good at this. Good job. You know, like, you're awesome. I say something like, that was very, that was better than usual, you know? Or I say, right there, what you did, that helps your platoon a lot. Or keep that up. Something like that. Something more passive, at least when it applies to trainees. But anyways, they take that with them and they never forget it. I know that I had a drill sergeant who was just fucking so mean and so cruel to us. But for good reasons, you know, we were trainees. And at the end of the cycle, he sat all of us down and he told us that if we wanted to, he will tell us something about us, that the truth about us, his interpretation of us. And um, his interpretation of me was, Munden, you're going to do great things for the army. That was it. That was it. He didn't say anything else. But I never forgot it. Young people don't forget compliments that they get from older men that they look up to. Okay, something to think about. Moving forward. Uh, but think back to your own experiences. Remember when you were a young man? How did you feel when an older person, especially a man you admired, gave you a compliment or went out of his way to recognize an achievement? If you were like me, it made you feel awesome. You might have stuck out your chest a bit more or walked with a spring in your step. You probably still remember exactly what they said to you to this day. That's the power of blessing in action. 
It uplifts and edifies others. We can also bless others by becoming a mentor. We've talked about the importance of mentoring on the site many times before, but one of the reasons so many young men are struggling today is because they lack positive mentoring from older men. Moore argues that, this is a quote, young men today are starving for blessing from older men, starving for blessing of the king's energy. This is why they cannot, as we say, quote, get it together. They shouldn't have to. They need to be blessed. They need to be seen by the king because if they are, something inside will come together for them. That is the effect of blessing. It heals and makes whole. That's what happens when we are seen and valued and consequently rewarded for our legitimate talents and abilities, end quote. Continuing the article. As we grow older, wiser, and more in touch with the king archetype, it is our responsibility as men to bless and assist younger men on their path of mature masculinity he leaves his legacy he lives a legacy kings throughout history were obsessed with legacy in creating empires building edifices writing laws and changing the culture they sought to become immortal and leave behind something that would remind subsequent generations of their lives and their greatnesses no matter the size of your principality, the desire to leave a legacy is to switch, uh, is a switch of manliness that cannot be ignored. Happily, creating a legacy need not involve the construction of great pyramids, but can come from any idea, business, tradition, relationship, or thought. Anything that changes a person, the world, just a little, gets passed on. Anything that lasts. Okay. This is actually a great article. Fantastic article, Clash. I'm really glad I discovered this. AOM never disappoints. Okay. Uh, yeah, let's move on, shall we? The Shadows of the King Archetype. This is actually really short. So this whole article is actually written from... I'm not reading this, by the way, guys. I'm just off the cuff. This entire article is written by King Warrior Magician Lover. This guy's just summarizing it, okay? So I highly suggest you guys read King Warrior Magician Lover. It's one of the best books I've ever read. It's essential for men. In fact, when I create the lodge coming up here soon, our first book of the month will be this book. It's that important. All right, so moving forward. The Shadows of the King Archetype. Who's texting me right now? All right. The Shadow of the King Archetype. The Tyrant. Unlike the King Archetype, which creates and blesses others, the tyrant seeks to destroy and tears down. Plagued by narcissism, he really does think that he sits at the center of the universe. The tyrant wrongly believes that power is finite. He has a scarcity mentality. He doesn't understand the truth that power and influence actually increases the more you share it with others. Thus, the burden of maintaining his fragile, fragile illusion of absolute power makes him very insecure. Any threat to his authority and supreme Supremacy enrages him and causes him to lash out with abuse physically, emotionally, and mentally. When the tyrant isn't viewing others as a threat and putting them in their place, he sees them as objects to exploit for his own gain. He is willing to push his friends, family, and employees under the bus in order to further his goals. We see the tyrant manifest himself in this manner when businessmen or politicians further their own career at the expense of people under their stewardship. 
the weakling. This is a shadow version of the king archetype, by the way, guys. The weakling is the passive shadow of the king archetype. Instead of taking control of his life and absolutely making decisions, resolutely making decisions, a man possessed by the weakling often uh, abdicates his throne to others, handing over power, responsibility, and control to his life of his life to them. This is the man who, though grown up, still lets his mother and father make his decisions for him. This man is the one who kowtows to his boss or his wife's every whim. This is also the man who was abused in some way as a child. And when he becomes an adult, he is and ascends into a position of power, relishes the opportunity to turn the tables and become the bully himself. Now that I'm in charge, things are going to change around here. But even in a position of power, the weakling's insecurities get the best of him. He becomes paranoid that people are out to get him, and they often are because he's such a jerk. The paranoia leads him to become even more controlling and cruel. Moore believes that the weakling and tyrant shadows work is tandem with each other. It's very rare that a man is ruled by one and not the other. Underneath every blustering tyrant is a scared weakling. And underneath every cowering weakling is a tyrant waiting to explode. Okay. All right. Last part of the article. How to access the king archetype. The king seeks to integrate all other archetypes and all good principles in order to reach his full potential so that he may use this energy for a higher purpose and to bless others. So some bullet points they have here. Create more, consume less. Leave a legacy. Develop practical wisdom. Become a mentor. Find a mentor. Establish your core values. Develop the virtue of order. Break away from your mother. Develop a life plan. Develop the traits of true leadership. Protect the sanctity sanctity of your ideas. I can never say that word. Sanctity. Sanctity of your ideas. Uh, Become more decisive. Sorry, guys. I'm getting some feedback here. Sorry, guys. Hmm. There we go. That's not too bad. I hope you guys can hear that. We're about done anyways. Uh, By the way, you guys don't know this, but I'm having audio issues so much lately that it's actually hindering my content creation. It's bothering me. I need to fix it. Something with my cords. I'm not sure. I'll live with integrity. Okay, but ultimately, guys... The Solar King archetype is one that wants to see those around him grow and succeed. It cares about his reputation, about his realm and its kingdom. He asserts dominance over not only himself, but like I said in my previous episode, uh, he asserts dominance over what he controls. Okay, He's not a tyrant. He's not a weakling. He is a properly integrated man. He knows himself. He knows his powers, he knows his strengths, he knows his weaknesses. The solar aspect that comes with the solar king uh, accepts the inevitability of death and chooses to live his life. He understands that there's a higher power over him that he can uh, influence for his and those around him, their benefits. And um, he tries to take the attributes of the gods or God and that higher power's light and he adopts it into himself and he almost tries to mimic that energy 
in his world, okay? The solar king. You can be a solar king in your life and you can take these attributes that I talked to with the king archetype, which is honestly the meat and potatoes of the solar king. And you can learn how to uh, become not only a king, but a solar king. Just think hope, rejuvenative, light, divine, bounty, abundance mindset, not scarcity, all those things, all right? I hope this kind of summarized what the solar king is and how a solar king thinks and sees the world. But you guys have a fantastic Wednesday.